this is the story to end all cheese podcast stories. Are you ready? I can't wait. No, I don't need to know if you can wait. I need to know that you're ready. What? Isn't that like the same thing? A little bit. <laughs> Welcome to Curd Your Enthusiasm. Get it? It's like that TV show, Curb. But this is curd, and it has to do with cheese. Welcome, uh, all you guys who are trying to learn about cheese. And girls, too, if you want to learn about cheese. Welcome back to Curd Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I'm Hogue, and with me as ever is my co-host, Poop. Say hi, Poop. Hi, Poop. So, uh, Poop, I'm fresh off of uh, a sushi dinner. Um, mm. and, and in those sushi rolls, which, by the way, were Philadelphia rolls. Huh? Hometown. In those sushi rolls, there was cream cheese. Uh, have you ever had a Philadelphia sushi roll with the cream cheese inside? Yeah, I think that's why it's called a Philadelphia roll. Oh, that was my next question. <laughs> Is that why it's called a Philadelphia roll? Yeah, because it's Philadelphia cream cheese, which, to my knowledge, doesn't have anything to do with the city of Philadelphia, but I could be wrong. Did Are you sure that Philadelphia didn't invent cream cheese? I've, I've gone down this path before and was disappointed. It's like some... Somebody in the region made cream cheese popular. All right. So, man, <laughs> we are deep into the season at this point. And uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to check in on the cheese box that we're, <laughs> <laughs> that we're supposed to get and that our listeners are counting on for real cheese analysis. Are there any updates on where in the world... Is Carmen San Diego the cheese box? Uh, well, I got great news for you, man. the The box is shipping on the nineteenth, due to arrive before eight p.m. on the twenty first. Yes, we are. We are going to be in the cheese. Yeah, baby. Woo! <laughs> cheese box arrival is imminent. We still have a couple days to wait. Don't get. Hey, don't, get don't tamp me down. I'm psyched. <laughs> the cheese box is almost here. Keep keep that enthusiasm rolling for four more days, and we're gonna we're gonna set. Woo! What is it now? Is it the uh, was it the seventeenth? I think it's the seventeenth. Four days, poop. It's like Christmas. We should do an advent calendar for cheese. We should. Hey, <laughs> <guess> uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna send this one out to the cheesemongers. Make us a uh, cheese advent calendar for the arrival of our cheese box. We'll wait. Dude, what is that meow that's happening in your... Do you have a cat? Oh, my God, she's so loud. She always waits until we all go to bed, and then she starts screaming. God damn, that thing is loud. It's a cat, right? It's not a baby. You're messing up my podcast. Um, You know, she's got a little coat <laughs> of... Uh, that That coat calls to mind. It's it's kind of cheddar, isn't it? On the, the coat on your cat? Don't you think it's a little bit of a cheddar color? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we named her Cheddar. No shit? Is your cat named Cheddar? No. What's your cat's name? Duda? Marscapone? Her name's Bella. Which means cheese in Australian. 
That's right. So uh, that's great. That's dude. That's really great to hear about the cheese box. I'm gonna be waiting on bet with bells on my toes. No. <laughs> I was gonna. What, what is it? Waiting with open arms. Why do I have such problems with idioms? <laughs> um, you know, it's just in the heat of the moment. Maybe they're just not there, locked and loaded like they used to be. See, you used an idiom right there in the heat of the moment, and it was at your fingertips. Yeah. Um, what about the book slash periodical? I mean, that's what I'm really excited about. In pursuit of cheese. Oh yeah, I mean, if that if that sucker's not in the cheese box, <laughs> it's over. And also, if I get a robot on the customer service line, God, I'm going to ruin all of this audio equipment that's before <laughs> me right now. But hey. Um, you know, as we do about this time, we kind of like to talk about how cheese has factored into our week. And, uh, (laughs) I know I usually throw it over to you to start this one, but I'm so turgid with excitement that I cannot wait to tell you how cheese has factored into my week. And, uh, here, here's how it went down. So last night, I was doing my thing, you know. Actually, last night I was editing episodes two and three, and it took me deep into the evening. And I was very relieved that my sister-in-law, Colleen, texted me and said, hey, I've made dinner, and there's enough for you, which often happens, and I'm eternally grateful. This dinner happened to have cheese in the dish. And what kind of cheese was it, you ask? It was Parmesan cheese. It was a pasta with uh, spicy sausage. But I wanted to bring up this Parmesan cheese sprinkle because... I'm sorry, did you say Parmesan? I did. It was sort of an accident, but then I thought, maybe that's how the Parisians pronounce it. <laughs> well, now I'm not sure how to say it. It sounded right, but I've never said it like that before. Well, so at issue here is is the pronunciation of the S in Parmesan. And you're wondering if uh, pronouncing it with a Z sound um, is is more accurate than pronouncing it with a soft J. Is that correct? That summarizes it pretty well. Okay, so where do you stand on this issue? I think I just might have changed sides. I've always said Parmesan, but Parmesan? Parmesan? That's... No, I'm I'm back I'm back on the soft J. <laughs> yeah, you turned pretty quick. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you know I agree. It, it it was a slip, and I tried to cover, but I do also. I, I also say Parmesan. But uh, so this dish that she made with uh, pasta and spicy sausage. Now sausage was hard to pronounce. Uh, called for Parmesan, and um, I wanted to run this by you, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, a.k.a. my girlfriend, uh, she says that um, Parmesan, well, she told me that her mother refers to it as throw-up cheese because it smells like vomit. Well, you know, first off, there's a whole world of Parmesan to explore. I mean, I think we've got like, you know, degrees of sharpness and degrees of agedness to, to factor in. Um, I would say that your average cheese dust that you put on your pasta smells pretty good. Just kind of 
not that stinky, but I am sure that if you have a big block of good, expensive, aged Parmesan, it probably smells like barf, and it's probably exactly what the monger was going for when they made it. True. Now, if I may, Boop, if I may, may I? Oh, please do, by all means. Let's talk about some cheese vernacular. Like, how does cheese find its way into uh, our everyday linguistic lives, you know? <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as I recall, you had a really great conversation with your brother about this. That's right. That's a great segue. <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> and uh, I did have a really good conversation with my brother about cheese vernacular. And uh, so let me give you a little background on my brother. This is Hoag speaking. My brother's name is Tyler Kepner. You may know him from such papers as the, the New York Times. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. But uh, yeah, my brother Tyler writes about baseball for the New York Times. And uh, he recently wrote a book called K, the Art of Pitching or some such thing. Cheese has a special place in baseball vernacular, and baseball is Tyler's specialty. So let's throw it over to that pre-recorded interview with my brother, Tyler Kepner, authority on baseball and now pitching. Here we go. Uh, we're very excited to have a guest this evening who uh, is an authority on not only baseball, but more specifically and recently, pitching. He is releasing a book called K, The History of the Pitch or something or other. He can <laughs> he can tell you the exact title. But, Close enough. But uh, he's also my brother, and he's uh, my older brother. Ty, welcome to Curd Your Enthusiasm. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's a, It's a great name. It is a great name. Thank you for saying that. So let's dig in. Let's dig into this term cheese. And uh, how, how does cheese find its way into the uh, baseball slang? Well, cheese is another term for fastball. I'm not actually sure I use it in the fastball chapter. I wrote like 12,000 words on, on on the fastball. And I don't think cheese was one of them. Um, so now I'm, I'm thinking like I should cancel the whole order and like just redo the book. I didn't mention cheese. Let me see. Did I mention the word cheese? I did not mention the word cheese in the whole book. Sorry. Oh, do you have like a piece of software where you can go through and see if you use? I can just do word count. Like, how many times did I say the word Carlton? Uh, Seventy-two times. So uh, he had some cheese, but he was mostly like fastball slider. Um, the, the cheese is is a baseball term for fastball for like a really, uh, really fast fastball, really hard fastball and a really lively fastball not just like velocity but like something that gets on you fast and just you know maybe has the optical illusion of rising just really uh you know a lot of times they say electric stuff it's like cheese it's like you know you got good fastball you got a good uh you got some good cheese high cheese you hear a lot it's not usually described as low cheese for some reason but like high cheese hmm. you know that's a high a high fastball that'll kind of ride up and in on you um some high cheese doesn't have to be in really just up and up and um yeah you know cheddar sometimes is, is, is another uh, another spin on that oh but what do you mean they call cheese. it they specify the type of cheese no that's the only time they that's the only type they've i've never heard like a you know what's the gouda or or, or uh, 
Cannon Bear. Is that what it's called? I only know that from a Saturday Night Live skit. Maybe. Um, Maybe that's what it's called. <laughs> are you going to get that kind of cheese? Remember we had it as kids, like, and it was, I think it's called, like, Wisp Pride or something, and it's, like, half orange and half, like, red if it was like if like sherbet was a cheese that it would be that oh gross no it's really good i only had it a couple times as a grown-up but like it's good for like a spread and stuff oh oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i don't even know what you call it mom and dad used to bring it to the beach and spread it on on like low calorie crackers it is like a sherbet (laughs) like a sherbet of cheese it's the sherbet of cheese you go find out what it is but yeah it's that cheese sherbet sort of deal so, uh, you know, I don't know if you really want to associate yourself too much with this podcast, but as long as you're on it, we do have a listenership. Uh, it's it's not big, but it's growing. And if you wanted to say something about your book, <laughs> feel free. Well, I assume that everyone who's, who's listening is in the family and knows about it. So, um, no, but it's a book that it goes through the history and the uh, history and the folklore behind all the pitches, 10 of them, fastball, curveball, knuckleball, changeup you know, all down the line. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It took three, four years of my life and I interviewed 300 pitchers, 22 hall of fame pitchers and a bunch of hall of fame hitters. And, and I just, uh, realized all the ways I should have been moving my fingers and snapping my wrist and stuff when I was pitching instead of really just, uh, having a fastball and a little loopy curveball. But, um, I'll tell you, I, I will, I did look this up for you in the Dixon baseball dictionary about cheese. It's known as a fastball. Bill Lee, the old Red Sox pitcher, translates Dennis Eckersley's cheese for your kitchen as meaning a fastball up and in, and added that Eckersley also called himself the cheese master. Now, I know Eckersley a little bit. I've never heard him refer to himself as the cheese master. But maybe when I when I see him this season, I can ask him if he was indeed calling himself the cheese master. Eckersley has a lot of uh, interesting phrases, though, so it didn't surprise me that his name came up in it. I'll, I'll read you a little more, though. Um... The etymology, even though the term is relatively new to baseball, it may have a much older basis. London Guide, in 1818, defined cheese as standing for the best thing of its kind. How about that? Huh. Best thing. The term appears in most 19th century slang dictionaries. And who knew there were many 19th century slang dictionaries? But um, as meaning anything first rate in quality, as in quote, that's the cheese. And it's usually traced to the word chiz, C-H-I-Z, which means thing in Hindustani and Anglo-Indian, rather than the food. Holy crap! You just, man, you just delivered hard with the cheese etymology. In, in the Dictionary of Clichés in 1985, James Rogers traces the term chiz to an origin in Persian and Urdu, and notes that it is also the source of, quote, the big cheese. So, yeah, the, the, the cheese, the, the headline there is is all the way back in 1818, 200-plus years ago, it was it, cheese meant the best thing of its kind. Well, hey, Brother Tyler, thank you for coming on here. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do uh, FaceTime, and I can see it really kills your batteries, so that's another reason not to do it. But um, Okay, great. Well, thanks, Ty. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. All right, see ya. Bye. Well, that was delightful. What do you think? The man's a professional.
Yeah, that was wonderful. He did. He really was game. He did his research. He. I was impressed that he had researched the etymology of the term cheese. But thank you, Tyler, for appearing on uh, Curd Your Enthusiasm. I know it was way, way beneath you, but we appreciate it. And uh, Poop, we are going to taste a cheese today, folks, that uh, fills me with nervous shakes because it's gross cheese. When I was talking to my co-host poop about what cheese we were going to do he was like oh why don't we do um what was that cheese you said that's wrapped in like that red wax baby bells baby bells yeah it's the circular kind of wheel cheese and we're like yeah i don't know if that if that like strikes a chord with with uh middle america and so we thought better of it and we said okay back to the drawing board what other cheeses and other cheeses that were thrown out there were such cheeses as ricotta, as gouda, as blue. But we settled on a little... Oh, wait. Poop, should we tease the cheese? <laughs> Let's knock this yeah. cheese against this mic. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hogman, what did you hear? What I heard was something plasticky. And if I were to venture a guess, it was something in the realm of like a four ounce plastic container calling to mind a yogurt kind of receptacle. Am, am I close? That is amazing. I, You must have a lot of experience with yogurt receptacles. I had trouble finding this cheese in my H-E-B supermarket. If you're from Texas, you know what H-E-B is. If you're not, then fuck off. Uh, but I, so I went, <laughs> Poop, are you ready for this? Uh, this is the story to end all cheese podcast stories. Are you ready? I can't wait. No, I need to know that you're ready. I don't need to know if you can wait. I need to know that you're ready. Well, isn't that like the same thing? A little bit. Here it goes. I go down the aisle. I am at my wit's end. I cannot find this particular type of cheese, you know, the type of which we will divulge later. But I must have looked, um, you know, my, my edges were frayed, you know? Do you know what I mean? When you're looking for cheese and you can't find it? Yeah, and one thing we're learning from this podcast is that whoever stocks cheese in the supermarket is not doing so for the cheese people. Yeah, they're not they're not doing so for the for the cheese podcasters. Right. <laughs> of of the nation. And so uh I was I was lost. I was destitute. I was quite frankly at rock bottom. <laughs> I was I was floundering and I and and I was caught because I'm a fish in this story. I was caught by an employee at the H-E-B who said to me, you need help? And I said, help me. And she said, what do you need? And I said, cottage cheese. And she said, this is the kicker, poop. You ready? She said, do you see this cheese wall? (laughs) Swear to God. I said, do I see this cheese wall? 
we've made this cheese ball popular on our podcast, Curd Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> and she said, what? And I said, never mind. Where's the cottage cheese? And she <laughs> said, go beyond this cheese wall. Take a right. Uh, okay, so I'm going to turn right into the meat section, but it's also a cheese section. I go over there. I don't see anything resembling cottage cheese. Something called ricotta cheese, which I've never heard of in my life. And so I frantically call you and ask you, hey, Poop, is ricotta cheese cottage cheese? And here's my thinking on that. Ricotta cottage cheese. You know what I'm saying? You quickly righted my course and said, no, no, Hogue. You need to recalibrate. And uh, I said, are you sure? And you held fast. And I hung up on you in anger. <laughs> and I went back, checked again. I have it in my hand right now. And I think we have the same cheese. <laughs> Poop, do you have the cheese in your hand? I do. We got the same cheese in hand. Do you want to dip into this cheese? Um, all right. Let's taste the cheese. Well, to answer your question, no. I've never wanted to taste this cheese, which is why I don't think I've ever tasted it before. Yeah, let me say I've never been more nervous to taste the cheese as I have been today on this episode because, quite frankly, it it, it looks like monkey brains. <laughs> White monkey brains. And, and Poop, you know our friend Stinky Pants from... Uh, Back in the day, you know, we're every podcast we we mention an old friend. Mm, that's right. Stinky Pants deserves a shout out. He does. But uh, before you knew him, Stinky Pants was you know around nine or ten or eleven, and we were we were in the Indian guides, and um, he had us over. He had the little Indians over, and uh, one of the things that he did was it was like a blindfolded, uh, like sensory experience thing and one of the things was he his dad uh dr bruce Mankowitz, um put cottage cheese which well <laughs> spoiler we're about to taste cottage cheese he put cottage cheese into a bowl and all the kids blindfolded had to put their hands in it and feel it yeah and gross. they were told that it was monkey brains i'm sure i'm sure people believed it yeah Oof, it doesn't look good. Just for the record, though, we have the um, 2% milk fat small curd cottage cheese made by Breakstones, which is just an unbelievably ridiculous name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I hadn't thought of that. But, uh, man, they have a heaping spoonful on the label, don't that's, they? It's an aggressive pour. Yeah, I can't say that I'm going to load my spoon with as much cream cheese. <laughs> As they are, but uh, you want to dip into this sucker? Yeah, you know what? I I got rid of. The, I came off the page, but um, there's small curd Ugh. and large curd cottage cheese, and I think we're better off for having small curd. Yeah, I would imagine because these curds in this bastard are pretty large. They're gross, but they'll take these enzymes, a weird concoction, a mixture of enzymes, and and add it to stabilize the curd so it doesn't break up into smaller pieces. And it's called rennet. And I may be saying that word wrong. Oh, God, this is gross. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would want a larger curd chunk to deal with, but... Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you eaten these? <laughs> Did you put it in your house yet? Uh, all right. 
Uh, All right. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. I'm stalling too, my friend, because this is gross and it looks like white throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Ready? Dude, Uh, take a big spoonful. Okay. Hold on. On the count of four. Do it. One, two, three, four. Mm-mm. 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 Oh, it's getting worse. No. Mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Oh. No. No. Mm-mm. That's enough of that. How to, oh. Izzy. <laughs> Izzy, eat this cheese. Mm. I don't want it. Ah. Eat this cheese, Izzy. Oh God! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, the texture, the taste. That's hard. You know when you give your dog peanut butter and they're just working on it for like the next hour trying to get it out of their mouth? Uh huh. I feel like that's I'm still like smacking my. That that tasted exactly like throw up, like white uh. throw up. Uh, okay, but let's break it down. I'm just gonna tell you that you heard it, you heard it, folks. That the first, the first thing that kind of I encountered was the whey, and the liquid was like this. It was like the whey that comes off of a yogurt. It wasn't that bad? Okay, but then I disagree. But okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> then I started breaking up some of the chunks of the curds, and you know, you know what that tastes like. Yeah, I uh, let me take over here, Poop. I do know what it tastes like. Vomit. <laughs> but more specifically, I think if you ate like a bagel with cream cheese before you vomited, that's that's what you just ate. Vomited up cream cheese. Don't bring bagels into this. <laughs> do not bring bagels into this. Oh. No amount of fruit is going to make that tolerable. I don't know how people eat that. I don't know either. And if you're Ugh. a cheesemonger out there listening, and you write to us and you say, oh, your palate is just not refined enough, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> because this cheese is disgusting, and I don't want to have anything to do with it ever again. Find another podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, poop, poop. We can afford to spurn <laughs> listeners, and we don't need those idiot cottage cheese people fucking up our program. I would just like someone to come on and, and defend that. I can't even imagine how you would eat that and say, yeah, all right, I'm going to eat this for breakfast every day. Dude. <laughs> oh, man, you found somebody who loves it. <laughs> yeah, his name's my dog, Izzy. He is wolfing down this cheese. Is. That's disgusting cheese. Don't eat it. <laughs> I hope he's ashamed. He's looking at me like he's guilty. You should. You should feel bad. That cheese is gross. Oh, he's going back for more. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but doesn't he eat his own vomit? I mean... Yeah, he eats his own vomit and licks his dick, so... <laughs> well, hey, we've gone pretty far with this cottage cheese. Too far, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I'd like to end this episode as quickly as possible so that I can go take a shower and wash this horrible taste 
out of my mouth and off of my skin and out of my psyche. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Do you wish to take a shower? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if we have any more mouthwash. I think I meant to pick some up at the grocery store when I went out and got disgusting cottage cheese, but I forgot. So I'm going to pay that price. I'm just going to be brushing my teeth the next four hours. Yeah, I'm going to, in addition to brushing my teeth, I'm going to pray. <laughs> I'm going to pray for, uh, you know, Poop, I often, well, not often, we've had three episodes, but I've noticed <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that every time we taste the cheese, you say that it's salty. I didn't say that one was salty. Well, okay. Dude, we've had, we've had easy cheese, which is basically semi-liquefied American cheese. We've had American cheese, which is American cheese. Oh, what was our other cheese? String. Oh, string cheese. And yeah, that, that stuff's salty. They soak it in brine. So, yeah, that's a... <laughs> you're really proud of that research you did there on the brineness of the string cheese. I learned a fact. Yeah. But uh, as we uh, fly away from this consumer cheese uh, first four episodes, and as we enter into the cheese box of uh, high-level um, uh, cheesism... Maybe we can say that consumer cheese is uh, mostly just salty. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, if if you want to have success in the American mass production biz, probably dumping a lot of salt on it is a good good way to get there. Well, that is as great a place as any to end episode four. And you can expect more episodes with higher level cheese in the future because poop our cheese box is on its way we're moving on up moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky moving on up etc alright thanks for listening to episode 4 this has been Curd Your Th- thanks for listening to- <laughs> <laughs> eh whatever we'll see you next time thanks say bye poop bye poop <laughs>